If you happen to have kids, or even know someone who has kids, I highly recommend the new musical children's picture books by Emma Pornell Music. Emma is an author and musician of over 20 years dedicated to emotional understanding for kids and adults. Not only that, she has a science background also of over 20 years. Emma has spent countless hours researching the beneficial psychological and physiological effects of listening to instrumental music on the decreasing the anxiety level of children to increase their creative performance. Listen to her companion piano music releases alongside the reading of both of her children's picture books available, Gentle Dragons, Healing and Dealing with Emotions and Feelings and also Queen Queen the Cat, a story of gratitude and compassionate attitude. Both are themed around assisting children develop healthy emotional habits and positive attitudes towards life and others. Emma also includes full-color captivating illustrations also done completely by her on every page. Linda White, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Stephen. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you. And uh, how long have you been on uh, Insight Timer for and what's been your journey with the app? Well, before I was a teacher on Insight Timer, I was actually a user. Mm. So I was using it to time my own meditation sittings and listening to other meditations and so forth. And then I realized that some of the um, meditations were just like not for me. So mm-hmm. I, I recorded meditations and sent them into Insight Timer about four years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. The types of meditations that I wanted to listen to so ones that didn't have um, like any kind of m- too much movement, ones that were very soothing, ones that w- used your mind to visualize relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sent my recordings in as an offering, really. Um, and then they were accepted and, and I just continued doing that. So quite a few years, really. Mm. No, and it's awesome. You're doing live yoga as well. Uh, I also practice yoga too. Are you a a yoga teacher by trade? Yes. Yeah, I'm a Hatha yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Now, it's cool that the app's doing live yoga as well. I know. Well, it's just kind of grown. It's Mm. it's started as you know, a few small options and even a a small number of teachers. And then it's just kind of like got a life of its own and gone global. And, um, and then now the live sessions where, you know, you're given a platform to teach all over the world, which Mm -hmm. is 
incredible. Mm. And because we had lockdown as well, mm. most yoga teachers just stopped what they were doing because, you know, you couldn't go and teach in a, in a building. Mm. So uh, if you were not up on your technical kind of cameras and sound, you had to quickly become um, knowledgeable about those things. So it really, I think it really pushed some teachers into learning about things that they would have probably just kept on the back burner for forever, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, technology's come a long way too. You got all these uh, yoga apps as well. Um, I was using one called Down Dog for a while. Uh, then I got one called uh, Pocket Yoga. Um, but yeah, as you're saying, uh, you know, a lot of studios in Australia to close down as well. So no yoga classes could be held. Um, obviously, Zoom took over as well. Mm. Um, how have you found yourself uh, teaching yoga where you are in the UK? Um. Well, I managed to get all of my class, which a lot of them are kind of like 50 and over, like mm. right up to 80, um, to also become more technical. And, you know, for them to use Zoom was just, it would have been unheard of. Um, but they knew that it was the only way that they were going to be able to carry on their practice. So, I was able to get the majority of my class online. Mm -hmm. And then I was taken on Insight Timer as one of the live teachers as well. So I just blended them. I just took the Zoom class and steered them towards Insight Timer. So I took my clients there. Um, and to be honest, I've not looked back. It's been actually a really positive experience for me because my goal really is to teach as wide as possible. And I mm. would have never have reached that number of people or that many people with my work. So I've just really got excited and ran with it. <laughs> Um, and then just, you know, keep learning about getting the sound to be better, getting the camera to be better. Um, and then adding different classes like the energy classes that I would never hold an energy class in a building because, you know, you might not get enough numbers. But when it's out there on Insight Time and you, you're working globally, you're able to deliver a, a energy workshop, which has just been so exciting. Mm. No, it is. I remember coming across it in 2018. It was just very small app at the time as well. And uh, look how far it's grown now, Belinda. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. And still growing. Mm. You know, it's, the sky's the limit, really. Mm. But uh, yeah, I was uh, checking out uh, your profile. You had a, uh, you did a talk about a vision board, which is pretty good. I shared that in uh, my Law of Attraction group as well. That was a good. Uh, was that a little podcast you did? 
Um, the vision board is actually one chapter from my book. But um, so I just recorded the chapter into a talk so that that would help people because the vision board has been incredible for me. It's, it's been ridiculously accurate at times mm. to the point that I realize you really have to be careful what you put in your vision board because it will it will turn up literally. So sometimes putting more detail into your vision board so that you, you know, because there's a perception of mm. what you want. So just a random example, say that you said that you didn't want to drive yourself around anymore. You wanted to be driven. You wanted to have a chauffeur. And, and if you put that on your vision board, you could you could end up where you have a flat tire and then someone has to physically drive you. Mm. So <laughs> there's all different perceptions that can be interpreted when you put it out there. So I realize that the more specific you are and as well on that vision board talk, realizing that you don't have to own everything. You know, like I once wanted to own a forest. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, oh, it'd be so cool to own a forest and to live in a little cabin in the forest. And I was looking at plots of forests that were for sale. And then I realized this forest land all over the world and you can go and camp and stay in forests everywhere. You don't have to own and have the same forest. So like this week, I'm going to stay in my camper van in the forest near me. And when it gets to about 4 p.m., there's no one there. Mm. So it's literally your forest. You're, you're mm. cycling around. It's silent, it's beautiful, it's peaceful. There is nobody there. And whether I owned it or came to camp there, I would have exactly the same feeling and experience. So I'm now manifesting things into my life just instantly without, you know, that, that kind of mindset of you've got to have millions of pounds so you can buy all of these things you know you don't you can mm. have everything you can have the same experience without owning mm -hmm. no um you, did you watch the movie the secret by Rhonda Byrne um i read the book a few years ago um i didn't i didn't see the movie but i read the book mm. um and you know it's fantastic. I've I've read lots of of work, you know, like Esther Hicks, mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't get the law of attraction really as clear as it is to me now. So that's why I wrote the chapter in my book of the vision board because you know if you're waiting for the right opportunity to like be rich there are other ways, you know, so, and, and again, it's interpretation. It's how you interpret having the things that you want. Mm, exactly. No, everything's done with interpretation these days, I guess. 
There was one thing you were saying in your uh, talk about the vision board about, uh, you know, renting properties instead of owning them as well, which is interesting. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I kind of thought that if I owned these great big sprawling properties, Mm. my time wouldn't be really spending much time enjoying them because the more you own in life, the more you have to maintain. So maintaining staff, maintaining security, maintaining gardens, pools, all of those things, really what I what I witness is that the richer people are and the more they own, the more busy they are and the more miserable they seem to be. Mm-hmm. But when you rent places like this you get to walk in live the dream experience everything that's there as if you own it but then you also just get to hand the keys back and walk away so you don't have all the baggage that comes with it and not only that you get you could stay in many places that way on a much smaller income. So that would be to me like owning 10 sprawling properties. Mm. Um, and so that's what I do. You know, I, I sometimes camp, sometimes go into the wilderness and have the hiking mountain experiences that was on my vision board. But then if I want to stay in a more lavish experience, I don't have to wait until I've I've made a million, I just go and rent them. Mm. You know, Airbnb gives you the opportunity to, to go and stay in these incredible locations. And if you don't have the budget to rent them, you can even group up with similar-minded people and share. So, and it just fast-tracks these, you know, these things on your vision board by renting rather than owning Mm. Mm. yeah i mean when you when you do own a property it's it's a lot of paperwork even in australia as well so i do know what you mean about renting as well but that's good that you put that uh recording up on the app as well and uh hatha yoga as well i've sort of found my style of yoga hatha and yin yoga as well and are you trained in that as a teacher? Yeah, I trained in the UK at the British School of Yoga. Um, I've done yoga since I was about 16, mm. and I've just continued to do that. And then I ended up, um, you know, wanting to become a teacher and be able to to put my own little style on it because Hatha yoga is like the root of yoga. And then all of the other yogas all branch from Hatha yoga. Mm. Um, And so it was just a passion, you know, so it was moving towards your, your joy, moving towards the things that make you happy and finding, you know, a way to align your employment up with your joy so that you're not working in a job that you really don't like 
to save money for things that you like, just trying to merge Mm. your employment and your joy together so that you don't feel like you work. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing when something feels like a job and the alarm clock goes off, oh, you have to get up, that sucks. Why not do something that you like and make more money doing it online, I guess? Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, even being prepared to do do things for free, because I really understand the energy of giving. So when you're very miserly and you hold on to your money, you actually always seem to be kind of like poor. Mm. But when you start donating, so you donate a conversation, you donate your time, you give something for free, what you find is that doors start opening. So like when I was um, on Insight Timer, I gave my meditations for free. Mm. And, you know, it was my time out of my schedule to sit down and record them. But then um, Insight Timer approached me to do a course, and then that course was a paid course, and then that started to give me money. But if I'd never offered anything for free, that opportunity would never have arose. So even if you're in a job that you you don't like, you should, on the side of it, just do things for free that just take you in the direction of your Mm. You know, your joyful job. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Now it looks like you're more happy doing what you're doing. That's the main thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And even if you're in a job that you don't like, it's not a good energy. You know, find you have to find the joy there as well and understand that no matter what you're doing, you're providing a service in some way or other, unless it's a damaging service, you know, like scamming or harming. Um, Whatever job you have usually is providing some level of service. You know, just giving someone a cup of coffee, you can actually change that person's life. Mm. You, You could really make that person feel good. And I believe the law of attraction works in every aspect. So if you look at your job like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this job and get a better job, you're actually like bringing this really low vibrational energy and you're trapping yourself. But if you think, I love my job, and you start changing your mindset, and you start serving coffee with a smile, and then you become the star of that coffee shop, and people want to come to the coffee shop just to see you. And then one day someone comes in and says, hey, do you know what? You, you'd be great working in my you know, home or working in my company. And it's amazing what your energy can lead you towards. Mm. So. There's always potential for the law of attraction, but it's all about you and what, what you're doing with the energy you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, what studies have you done? Uh, you've been to university, Belinda, or what's been your career? Um, I, I, 
I studied as a yoga teacher, so I have a diploma in yoga, and I also have a diploma in nutrition. So I studied for four years to become a nutritionist because um, I'm I'm a vegan, mm-hmm. and when I went vegan. I had all of the bombardment of, oh, you're not going to get your protein, you're not going to get your B12, you're not going to get the right nutrition, and you're going to suffer. So I studied specifically so that I could educate myself and also have the answer to all of those questions. But before yoga and nutrition, I was a professional singer. Mm-hmm. So I'd been on the road as a singer from the age of like 18. Mm -hmm. I've been in bands and traveled all over. Um, I still do a little bit of that for the joy of it, for the pleasure of it, but not for my career. But that that was my career for most of my life. And yoga was like... What I was saying to you, like the side, the sideline, it wasn't my breadwinner. It didn't make me money. It was just my, I was moving towards my bliss. So I always made money as a professional singer and I was also teaching singing. Mm-hmm. So I taught in three schools and we did like singing, singing exams, like from grade one to grade eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to um, use the singing to kind of motivate because most of my students were like teenagers and I used to motivate their mindset about how their self-esteem was and be a little bit like a life coach. Um, and I loved that. But then my life really took me in the direction of my yoga and being a nutritionist. Now I have clients that I work with their health and with ailments in their body and just using healthy mindset, kind, gentle exercise and great nutrition to help to improve their health. Um, And I also, you can't really get like a, a, a diploma in spiritual healing, but I trained as a spiritual healer with the British School of Yoga just because I wanted to get some kind of merit or qualification for that. So I do have that um, just so that I can go into workplaces and schools and and hold Mm -hmm. retreats as a a qualified yoga teacher, nutritionist and a spiritual teacher. Mm. Um, And I've pretty much stepped away from my... um, being a singer, but I do still actually have a band. We I have a live band mm-hmm. um, that we still do the occasional gigs and things like that, which mm-hmm. is amazing and fun. So, yeah, really big, busy, busy life. <laughs> mm. Yeah, look, I, I'm an uh, amateur musician, actually, so I've never been paid Um I do have a bachelor's degree in classical, but never made it to the professional scene. So close enough. What what do you play? I used to play the clarinet, but I compose. I write music for film. 
and put them on my YouTube channel. So I decided last year to put all my stuff on Spotify, get my work wow. out there. Amazing. Yeah, and your music is such a joy. Mm. And when it, when it is given with love, that's a, a wonderful energy to put out there. And I think sometimes people, they really want kind of a financial reward for their work. But if you change that mindset to putting it out in a loving way, do you put your work out to Insight Timer? No, not yet. Oh, you should consider that. I've thought about writing meditation music, but the podcast, um, more concentrating on the podcast. Yeah. On my talk show lately. Brilliant. Mm. But, but, uh, yeah, um, I had Jason Stevenson on the show as well. He's a legend. Wow. So, yeah. And how long have you been doing this then? Uh, Six months. So I just decided in November 2020 I was going to just do it, see how it went, you know. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, no, it's you've got to find something that you, you know you're good at. As well, because mm-hmm. mm. the, yeah. the music music industry's been hit very hard. I know. Yeah, it's so strange because you know I, I know that some of the musicians that I know they they're back doing gigs, but like people can't dance, people can't get up and dance, and the social distancing and the limitation on numbers. But hopefully, you know, it's going to improve and change and, you know, get back to normal. Um, And, you know, music and entertainment is so important for lifting up the spirit, lifting up the energy in Mm. people. Um, You know, you can touch people with your music. You can move them. And it's just so powerful and exciting. And yeah. when, I, when I was working with children in school, mm-hmm. they some of the kids were really bad, badly behaved in their kind of academic studies, and they the the um, head would say to me, "Oh, this student is really, you know, like a bit rude and obnoxious." But then when they came to music, just something lit up inside of them, and they just felt so like they were in their place. And it was so exciting to watch as a teacher that some people are just not academic. They're just creative. And it was lovely to see. And they weren't obnoxious and rude to me. They were they were just really shy and sheepish and, and nervous about their music. And, you know, I feel like it's all connected, music, spirituality, meditation, artistry. It's all like connected mm. yeah also going to a live concert too i was looking back at some of my uh previous uh concerts i saw a year or two ago and i was like it was like uh missed those days you know yeah yeah me too what was the last person that you saw uh it was dream theater it was a couple of years ago went to one last year that was a sort of free concert i saw kevin bacon on stage as well which was good and 
think they used to be the old singer Powderfinger or something like that. Yeah, they make you feel so full of bliss, mm. you know, so joyful, like, and the energy of the audience. I always feel like when there's a lot of people together and you're all excited about the same thing, you're all on the same frequency, and that energy, oh, my God, it's just so electric and vibrant. And I feel like we are quite tribal beings, that we enjoy being together and being joyful. And, um, you know, this has really disconnected as this experience of like staying in our homes and things. So it'd be amazing to get back. And I think we'll appreciate it more. We'll be even more excited. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Hopefully, yeah, I can go watch a live band again. It's a good night out of the house, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. The last person I saw was Brian Adams, mm -hmm. and it was just, oh, I was listening to heaven. I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. Mm. And I saw the week, the weekend before that. And so, yeah, it was um, all of these things that we're going to appreciate more. It's exciting. Well, yeah, I miss going on the cruise ship because uh, there's always entertainment on the on the cruise pretty much every night which is nice yeah where do you cruise the last cruise i did uh it was uh 2020 it was right before the pandemic it was just i think it was it was a free one by the royal caribbean uh volunteer bush firefighter and um that was a pretty big boat that actually a lot to do they had a lot of uh music on there nightclub everything you know i want to definitely in the future want to go to new zealand singapore i like the ocean yeah mm. i was born in singapore mm -hmm. i was born in changi changi mm -hmm. hospital yeah my, wow. parents, my parents traveled um quite a bit because my dad was in the army so i was born there and um, my sister's been back and visited and she said, oh, you really have to go to Singapore. It's so beautiful. Mm. So the opportunity now for me to teach online and to teach globally means that I can put my vision board with my work and start providing I get a good Wi-Fi signal. I'll be able to, to follow my dream of traveling and teaching which is so exciting mm. yeah no hopefully that goes a long way for you as well that'll be so cool to see that uh yeah travel it's just at the moment's weird you can't go anywhere i know that's why i've been like really appreciating my own country you know, I've explored more of this country since this happened than ever before. And you start to realise that your country is, is so undiscovered. There's so many incredible places around you. Um, it's just amazing to go and visit, you know, like staying in the forest. It's only 45 minutes away for me to drive. Mm -hmm. 
And but I would have been going and visiting another country and then exploring that country instead of really getting to know my own country. Mm. So, you know, even though we can't do certain things, we have to look at what we can do. And again, it's about that positive mindset. Mm. Yeah, there's lots of parts to Australia that I'd, I feel I need to explore, like the outback. Australia is a huge place. Yeah, so much to see, and you you will feel like you've gone to another country, mm. you know, without even leaving. I mean, I went to um, Snowdonia, and it was just incredible. I was just amazed. That's like a three-hour drive away. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this most beautiful place to see. But, you know... Why haven't I been there sooner? Mm. And we do, we seem to go to each other's countries and appreciate each other's countries more than we appreciate our own. Mm. So, so yes, you know, there's always a way. I just think to myself now, I can't travel, can't go anywhere. So I'm going to travel here. And I am lucky because I do have a camper van. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I can just sleep and camp all over the place. Mm. You see, with with, uh, flying too, I've always wanted to fly business class or first class return. Yeah. And there's ways of doing that, you know. There's ways of finding. Um, I was speaking to my sister yesterday, and she's like me. She has it all, but she has it all without being a millionaire. And you can find these deals. You can find offers. You've just got to do the searching and, you know, help visualize it by thinking, why do you want it? Like, why do you want that experience? How would you feel if you had it? And looking at people on, you know, lavish programs, TV programs that are in business class, because the more you can see business class with your eyes and then you can feel like it's you in their place you kind of resonate and I see resonating like tuning into the frequency of say like you wanted to tune into vision board radio you have to get your frequency to tune into that station so that you attract it but there are always ways always ways there and it may not be the way that you think so and you're young so i'm 27 yeah you're very young which means that (laughs) you can you know you've got all of this time to have all of those amazing things but the reason i wrote that chapter of the vision board was that i realized i was waiting for the the big job or waiting for the lottery win so that you could have all those things and then realize actually, no, there's other pathways to get them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, even if like you said, you, you donate your time or you donate to a certain type of job, you could work for a family who travels business class for a month, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking of how you could benefit and help someone. Or if you, went with someone and you wanted to do some videoing on their behalf there's 
there's so many possibilities that you've just got to find the one that gets you to that place and think outside of the box. You know, some people travel with millionaires and get to do all of that thing and have time off, but they just appeal to that person to go in and work with them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, the way I see it, because I'd rather have a nice seat and nice food for starters and be able to sleep. <laughs> it's just yeah. better. Exactly. <laughs> and why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you have those wonderful luxuries in your life? But you got to think of it like this. I could go on a cruise and I can get a balcony room that's cheaper than a business class ticket or a first class and I've got my room to myself. You know, yeah. but it, I've got everything on the boat, you know, casino, nightlife, gym, track to exercise, pretty much you can dock and get off. So I've found my preferred way to travel. Yeah. Mm. I know someone who had their business class ticket paid for them mm. um, to get from A to B so that they could get to them. Mm. So, you know, they didn't pay anything at all. Um and so that's, um, you know, that's another way that it can happen, that it doesn't mm. cost you anything. It's actually cheaper than, you know, the smallest price of ticket because someone wanted you to go and do an interview with them, you know, in a different country. And they just said, there you go, Stephen, I've sent you a ticket and you just open the ticket and it's business class. Mm. And so that's how the doors can open as well, which is just, and when you get that, and it happens to you, mm. you're just like, oh, gosh, that is so f- crazy that I put that out to the universe that I wanted to travel business class and then look what happened. Mm. So, no, it's, it's a thing that I, I – look, Belinda, if I could travel for six months of the, of the year, I, I don't know, parts of America, Canada, Europe, hell, I'm, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Even Australia, like you could like, – to travel all around Australia, oh, take you a year. Yeah, exactly. You know. And probably blow your mind with experiences. Mm. You know, I, I honestly believe I could probably spend the rest of my life traveling um, England, Scotland and Wales. Mm. Just those places alone because Mm. there's so many little nooks and crannies and oh my goodness so many waterfalls and mountains and Mm -hmm. little villages that you know people don't go outside of those villages this they know everybody in the village you know I've been and sat in a in a pub and had a glass of wine and everyone in the place was looking at me because they know everyone and they know that I'm not from their village. And mm. then they all ended up wanting to know everything about me. And we had the best night ever. Mm. And, you know, you can explore wherever you are. It's amazing, really. It just It's all about the experience. Because you could go and see, I know people who've gone all around the world, but they're doing it so quickly. They're not really getting really into the the joy of it. They're just ticking countries. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, that's when isn't that like a job as well? Like if you're a band touring, play the show, yeah. have to get yeah. get a, get up with a hangover again, <laughs> get on the next plane. No, I I know what you mean about that because you're always on the go. That's why I I don't really enjoy going on any top deck tours, Belinda. No time to rest. No, me neither. I don't like to go on anything that's guided. You know, because then you've got to go at the pace of the guided tour. Mm. And sometimes I just want to stop and and be awestruck by the moment. And I do feel like a large amount of the, the population are in a hurry. You know, and I've realized that you can really slow your life down. So it feels like you can live till you're 500 because each day can be like a year to someone who's living in the present moment. Mm. Whereas someone who's rushing from one thing to the other, they look back and say, "What? where did the last 10 years go? Mm. It's like they missed it. Mm. So life is, is long and rich mm-hmm. in every way if you want to really slow everything down and really value each experience but you know if you jump on board the rat race and and start running along with the crowd mm-hmm. you're you're just missing life and then you feel anxious that you're missing life as well because i think inside of you that kind of that spiritual side of you feels anxiety because it's like going hey hang on a minute you're not living Mm. you're you're just doing you're not living and then you know mental health and anxiety is really like the alarm bells of the body going slow down so and that's why my work now is really vocational you know, I feel like my purpose in life is to is to share these things, you know, just to ease a little bit of the suffering. And that's just become the most important thing to me now. Mm. And, it, and I just seem to get paid back by the universe. And it might not be in money. That's another thing with the vision board. I find that sometimes people feel like they have to have a currency exchange, but it can be just like someone giving you things like, Oh, why don't you come and stay at my beautiful house? Or why don't you come and come on holiday with me? And they want, they want to be with you. And you start having these experiences that are not in financial terms, but they're in experience terms And I've had people say, oh, I've got this beautiful building that you can hold your class in and you can have it for free, whereas that might have cost me hundreds of pounds. You know, the universe kind of gives in so many different ways. And sometimes we miss that. We miss, oh, there's an opportunity here. Mm. And so what I found now is that I just like, sink into like a level of faith that when you put good into the world you just don't have to worry about how you're going to be looked after you're just going to get looked after Mm -hmm. and that that really does happen and with yoga and nutrition 
unless you get a really high profile client, it isn't, there isn't a lot of money in the yoga industry. Mm. It really is a vocational job. You know, you couldn't depend on yoga to pay your mortgage. Mm. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So you have to kind of, you have to give and let go of the fear that you're not going to survive because you'll find that your giving just repays you. And, and that's the energy of, you know, of giving. Mm. You know, well, I'd rather subscribe to my insight timer at least. I pay a yearly subscription for it. Exactly. And that you're supporting that platform. You're, mm. you're all of the money gets spread out throughout the teachers. Mm. And obviously for all the people that work behind the scenes that all worked for free in the beginning, you know, Insight Timer would never have existed if someone hadn't donated their time and their their talent to set all of that up. Mm. And now... I can't even imagine how much Insight Timer is worth. You know, and some beautiful genius actually started that from a state of pure giving. Mm. So that's how the universe works. The more, the, the more you give, you know, you, you're never too poor to give. You know, you've always, or you can always at least give a smile or give a conversation even if you are hungry, poor, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and people don't think like that. They think I don't have anything to give. I don't, I'm, I'm already poor. And then they, they, they keep running that story in their head that, you know, they're the victim of poverty. But, you know, I I don't know if you, there was a program on Netflix where a man went around the world with no money. I'm rubbish with names, but he made a program on Netflix and he decided to travel in this old car to see how many people would give to him. Mm -hmm. And he was a millionaire secretly. And the people that gave were like people that had like a cardboard box for a house. Wow. And they, they were saying like, oh, you can come and share my cardboard box. I will. And it was like in a shop doorway and they shared their food with him. Mm. And then the ones that were too busy seemed to be the ones that you see on the street that have always got to the next place to go. No, sorry, you can't stay at my house. Like really suspiciously and, um, and I just loved that program. I had so many moments of, of crying tears of joy because the people with the least seem to still have something to give. Um, and he rewarded them. You know, he, they probably attracted him into their, you know, into their energy. It's mm. incredible. Yeah, there's some uh, interesting shows on Netflix as well. Yeah. So what's next for you? What are you going to be working on? Um, I want to write another book about mm-hmm. um, natural healing, mm-hmm. like using a combination of mind power, 
kind exercise um, and healthy eating. Um, and I've been working with a lot of people. A lot of my clients will allow me to use their stories. So I'm going to build a book of natural healing stories mm -hmm. to, to publish. Um, I want to just keep exploring about energy healing mm -hmm. and um, just keep the journey going. But I also want to keep manifesting my dream life. So I want to travel. I want to have more experiences. Um, and I want to be able to vlog mm -hmm. and share experiences with others. Um so, yeah, just really enjoying the riches of life and putting good energy into the world, putting good teaching um, without really wanting to take money from people for my work. Mm. Um, but the ones who can pay do pay. So the ones who can donate, I find, really understand the good intention of of my work and then they do support me so yeah just living the dream mm. Mm. no that's good and uh, uh any more work from you on insight timer that you're gonna publish yeah i want to um i want to explore more different types of healing um so i'm going to be doing more recordings more talks um I'm doing the maximum amount of classes that I can do at the moment, but um, I've also been getting stories back of people that have had good experiences from the energy work. So mm -hmm. some of those will go into my book as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just continuing, continuing to share, continuing to grow my, my own knowledge and my own wisdom because, you know, we never stop learning. And then just sharing and growing and, and vibing with people who are doing similar work. So making sure that I surround myself with books, videos of like-minded people so that I can keep the vibrations in myself, you know, attractive and high. Mm. So, yeah, all of those wonderful things. That's uh, so cool. You know, it's always good to have dreams, I guess. Yeah. Don't, don't be ashamed of your dreams. Yeah, oh. and my dreams change as well. Like mm. I, I change my vision board regularly because I also find that sometimes things don't manifest because they're actually not what you really want. Mm. And they're not going to serve you. So let's say that you put on your vision board that you want a million dollars and it doesn't come it's because your purpose in life probably wouldn't be fulfilled if someone just handed you the million dollars mm. you would just maybe go and just like have this lavish lifestyle of just getting mm. lost in that money and if when you don't have it it actually forces you towards your purpose more so I believe that there's a reason why you can't just pull a million dollars out of thin air because it's just not your time. It's not for you. And you wouldn't have the richness if you had that money. 
you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. So my vision board keeps changing. Um, and I do put specific funny things on there as well to, to see if, if it comes true. You know, like I wanted to do radio interviews and I put that on my vision board. And my vision board is a movie. So I use Movie Maker and I put photos on the Movie Maker and then I put music behind it and I check in with it regularly and I get behind the feeling and the vibe and I look at the pictures and I just kind of record those messages into my subconscious. And I put put on my vision board, um, I wanted to put that, I wanted to do radio interviews. So I put a picture of a blonde person, which would be me, mm-hmm. on Heart Radio. Or, and he came up with I Heart Radio. And then I got a message like three weeks ago from someone from I Heart Radio. Nice. Would you give us an interview? And I was just like... You, you really can put specific things on your vision board and your vision board will almost like laugh with you, like, look at that, look how precise that is. Mm. And when I put my vision board um, out originally, I put that I wanted to earn money because obviously we all have to pay our bills, we all have to eat, we have to put clothes on ourselves. and. I couldn't find a picture of pounds and I was doing it quickly. So I put a picture of dollars <laughs> on my vision board and the the way the insight timer pay me is in dollars. Mm. And it was just crazy that the vision board, the money that I receive from my donated work is not in pounds. I didn't have pounds to put on the vision board. I get paid in dollars. Mm-hmm. And that was just mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. That's cool when something like that happens. Well, I remember my experience was uh, just, say, getting a university degree. I thought, yeah, in four years I was going to do it despite the hard times and, you know, overcome it. Mm-hmm. So things have worked out for me, going to the United States, going on a cruise as well, stuff like that. Brilliant. I, I did mine vision board in uh canva i did mine oh great i love canva keep it on my phone i can look at it and do you is that a movie yeah is that pictures Mm. yeah brilliant yeah canva's great because you can you can type in what kind of um stock images Mm. Yeah, I've got Canva, actually. You've just given me a, a mm. great idea to use that for my next vision board. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. No, and it's free, which is good. Or you can get a pro membership. So I did. I try to look at mine at least once, one time a day and get into that habit if I can. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the pro one because when I do my coaching plans, my my coaching plan is an ebook and i use the canva pro to put the ebook together my recipe book and i have a fitness plan mm. so i have canva pro already so like you just mentioning that you did your vision board is like ding mm. 
I need to use I need to use that. That's brilliant. Because some of the pictures on my vision board are like, you know, really grainy and but because they relate related strongly to me, I was like, yeah, I'm having that picture. Mm. So thank you for that. That's amazing. Mm. Yeah, and uh, what are what are you, what are your goals for the rest of the year? What are you what are you going to be working on beside the book? Um, my goals are really to work less. Mm-hmm. You know, I really value my life experiences, so. My goal is to work around two days a week mm-hmm. and to give really good quality work in those two days. And for the five days to really live, mm-hmm. like really live, really enjoy experiencing life and nurturing myself because most of us have spent you know, our kind of unconscious life, being negative, putting ourselves down, maybe not eating so well, maybe not sleeping so good, not looking after ourselves. So I really want to push the boundaries of where can my body go? You know, like becoming more youthful, becoming physically stronger. Like I I have um, chronic arthritis in both of my hips. Mm to the point that I, I I hardly have any cartilage at all. I'm literally like bone on bone. Mm-hmm. And I also have fibromyalgia. So my healing journey showed me that I could alleviate my own pain by the way I look after myself. And so I went on this big healing journey and I just climbed Mount Snowdon Um you know, a huge mountain. I climbed, climbed Ben Nevis and I'm starting to see where can I push my body? And mm. it's not pushing it like abusing my body, but how much kindness can I give to my physical state to see where my body can go? And then from that experiment using myself, I want to be able to show other people that just because you've been diagnosed with this condition it doesn't mean it's not the end of the road there are other ways there are possibilities for you and so I want to spend that time nurturing you know I like to do fasting Mm -hmm. um, intermittent fasting and sometimes you do have to like be able to rest in order to fast you know, because if you're not eating food, you're just drinking water. It's nice to just be in a resting, relaxing situation. Um, and I like to meditate. I like to spend time doing breathing practices. I like to swim in lakes and waterfalls. So I want to dedicate that time to my healing so that I become an example to others. So my goals are to do that. That's my main goal. Awesome. You know, yeah, look, I, I have goals too. I've got a goal setting app as well. Um, obviously, I'd like to grow my YouTube channel and get the YouTube Creator Award in a few years' time as well. 
one day as well. Stuff like that, online presence. Who knows, that might change over time. Yeah. And if your intention behind your work is to to get people like me or people that are inspirational to you seen and heard, you're actually being part of that vehicle, which will be very rewarding to you in in the terms of giving. Mm. And you will naturally just grow and blossom and increase your, um, you'll increase your numbers because every time you interview a teacher who has a following, Mm. that teacher will hopefully share your interview and that will share you. So what you're doing there is is absolutely brilliant. Well, the podcast was sort of my idea just to do a talk show, Belinda. Yeah. Just to talk about any topics. Yeah. Great. And people are listening to podcasts more Mm. because they can do that whilst they're driving, walking, relaxing. Mm. And... You know, it's like being part of the conversation, isn't it? When you hear two people talking, you can just sit there and absorb it and learn from it and listen. It's great. I love I love the idea. Mm. I mean, I, I did I, I've only just started my podcast um platform because I realized I need to go into that area as well. Um and I put the vision board on as my first podcast. Um and so I would like to, you know, to do similar things and, you know, maybe interview you on my podcast. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's great. It's wonderful. Like technology is a vehicle that can be used for such a greater good. Mm. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the, uh, the, the world uh, we're living in in 2021, technology. Yeah. You know. Mhm. Yeah, and um and also, you know, um I'm a speaker for Animal Aid. So, um I have been like into um I've I've put myself in really difficult situations going into slaughterhouses and going into places where animals are used for food and um and that's another side of of you know what's going on in the world that I would like to talk about and like to expose more because a lot of things are going on behind closed doors that no one knows about and I think mm. awareness of those things is really really important um so my work there has been all part of this you know because I don't think there's anything more important than what's happening to animals at the moment. You know, people don't know that a chicken is slaughtered at six weeks old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and chickens have personalities. They're just like other animals. They've got preferences. They feel emotion. They feel pain. They like to be loved and cared for. Um, and then there's this whole industry of you know, just bringing them from the egg into a into a shed without even putting their feet on the earth. 
And then the only time they actually see the sky or to feel fresh air is actually on the journey to the slaughterhouse Mm. at at 12 weeks old. So when I became aware of that situation, I was just mind blown. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is so painful and upsetting to be a witness of. And when I speak to people, they just don't know that. They're just like, what do you mean that's happening? Like surely these chickens are, they have more of a life or, you know, and obviously I've, I've, I don't eat animals. I don't, I don't um, drink the milk of a, an animal. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm strong, healthy climbing mountains. So mm-hmm. what are we doing it for? If it's not necessary, why are we participating in this cruelty? that's unnecessary. So that really is a strong um, drive for me to educate. And so when I um, speak for Animal Aid, I get to go into schools um, and speak to children because, Mm. you know, we we don't take our children to a slaughterhouse. Mm. They don't even know what they're eating. They just see it as a a product. They, They have no awareness. Yeah, look, I've uh, I've cut back on meat products myself. Uh, I don't want to upset you, but I do eat meat, not not, well, not quite no, often. You know, the majority do. Mm. You know, we. But uh, we've been raised to eat them, haven't we? We've we've been kind of socially conditioned that this is okay and normal. I like more white meat, like fish, like tuna, and just feel better like that Mm -hmm. have you seen the documentary um sea spiracy on netflix have you heard about it i think i may have i think i know what you're referring to about slaughterhouses but uh it goes Mm -hmm. on in australia too you know yeah yeah it's all over the world i mean i was in a um i was a in a pig farm, um, inside the pig farm, and this is in the UK, and we have like this this standard called the red tractor standard, mm. which is supposed to mean that if you have this standard, that the animals are treated really well. Um, and what happens is they put the mother pigs into these cages, and they have food at one end, and then they do their mess at the other end. Mm. but they can't turn, they can't move, and they're on concrete, and they give birth to their little piglets, and they want the mother to stay there so the piglets can feed, and then uh, when the piglets are five months old, they just go straight to slaughter, Mm. and then they just keep impregnating the mother, and to be inside there and to feel that energy and to feel the fear and the upset and, oh, my goodness, you know, I just feel like the energy of the suffering that we're consuming into our body, you know, the spiritual energy of that is so bad. Mm-hmm. And then the suffering of our health, you know, just kind of goes hand in hand with that because that's the same as the the law of attraction, we attract energy. And if we consume suffering, 
we're really attracting suffering. And when you look at what's going on in the world, our rates of illness and disease and pandemics, you know, all pandemics come from animals. Mm. Um, you know, flu, HIV, um, bird flu, mad cow disease, all of these, they all come from what we're doing to the animals. So it is kind of like a, an energy circle. Mm. So, um, so yeah, but sea spiracy is one particularly about the ocean and what is going on. It's like a real gritty documentary about what we're doing to our oceans so even though you might feel like, oh, I, I move away from animals, but I'm eating fish. I think if you watch Sea Spiracy, your mind would be like, okay, I understand what, what you're saying there. Well, it's definitely being proven that there is mercury in fish, and the bigger the fish, the more mercury, which is no good for you, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just really about you, though. It's, it's about them. You know, like if you imagine that they're just living their lives, they are creatures of nature. They they just want to live. They just want to experience it life like we do. So to take someone's life that didn't say, "Here, have my life," mm-hmm. to take that is the like the energy of taking away. So when you don't have to. So if you have to, because there's no other option, there's, there is nothing else for you to eat and you will die. Obviously, in nature, those animals that are killing for survival, they have no choice. Mm. But our choices are ridiculous. You know, my food and the options that I have available to me is crazy. And... You know, I can have a burger, I can have a pizza, I can have a roast dinner because now, you know, the alternatives are so incredible that there's nothing that I can't have without suffering. So um, I think the whole point of my existence, all of the vision board and everything aside is also to make sure that that message is is understood because I don't see anyone suffering in the world more. You know, I try to think about, you know, all of the situations that happen like war, um, all of the really bad, horrible things that happen. There's nothing worse than what happens to animals because they're, they're almost born into the hands of their murderer. Like they come out of their mother straight into the farmer's hands and he looks at them and thinks I'm going to feed you up so that I can kill you and they do not even have like any escape option they're all they're almost groomed to die and I just can't think of any thing that goes on in the world at at this moment worse than that Mm. you know even like children working in in these factories, mm. you know, they're not going to be murdered at six months old. Yes, it's bad, but they still get to sleep in a bed at night. They still get to 
you know, nothing is worse than what's going on to um, to animals. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> that's the whole. Um, I think that's the whole drive behind my purpose in life is to educate and inspire. Because also, on the other hand, if you think about the transferring of energy, um, we suffer for what we do. So if we can eradicate suffering, we eradicate suffering for ourselves. So it's, it's, it's almost like animals are here to work with us because animals provide, you know, when they put their manure into the soil, that's their waste. It grows beautiful vegetables, enriches the soil. And pigs, actually, they're, they like turn the soil. They're, they're, they're built to kind of forage for roots. So they actually turn the soil, which helps the whole process of like seed planting. Mm. And, you know, we... We, we actually have the ability to look after each other and, and help each other. So there is, you know, like this whole community that's available to us. And I think we're realizing that now because we're destroying the planet, aren't we? And, you know, athletes and people are now starting to promote plant-based mm. options. And the world is massively changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the end of it all, hopefully in my lifetime, we, ac- we actually live in harmony with the animals and the planet and we stop participating in violence and cruelty, you know, and aggression, you know. if I don't know if you've ever seen an animal being slaughtered. It's, it's absolutely terrifying it's the most shocking thing to witness and then to think that that goes into someone's body the energy of that last moment I mean I've been um I've been where they've been moving the animals towards the slaughter and they they watch each other and they hear the sounds they hear the screaming and you can hear it also outside and it's just like what on earth are we doing? Where, where, where was this at, Belinda? This is just in the UK. This is just in a normal, um, the, you know, like the major supermarkets that we have here, the slaughterhouses that those animals go to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of them are farm, factory farmed and bred indoors. But even if they have a lovely life, so let's say I was going to give you a beautiful life. You're born into this world and I give you the best food and I give you the nicest house and you get nice and fat so that enough of your meat can be used. I Mm. take your, your body to the same slaughterhouse and I'm still, no matter how nicely I groomed you and treat you, I did it specifically so I could kill you. Mm. You know, the whole kind of, um, what do you call it? Um, The welfare of the animals. 
it's not it's not in question it's the fact of what we're doing unnecessarily we're killing them against their will and we don't need to because you know my diet is delicious and i love food i adore food um and i don't feel like i'm missing out on anything so for me to not participate in the cruelty and violence to animals is easy. So why do it if it's easy not to do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look, uh, Belinda, thanks for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. And it's been absolutely lovely to meet you and to, like, have an interview with someone at the other side of the world. Mm. Crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on social media or Insight Timer? Um, Insight Timer, just under Belinda White. Um, I've got a healing circle on there, Belinda White's Healing Circle. Um, I have a Facebook page called Belinda White Health. Mm-hmm. And I also have the Triple Three Plan which is my coaching plan. I also, my book is called The Triple Three Plan. That's on Amazon, on Kindle, on Audible. Um, if you're a busy parent, self-employed worker, creative, or even just someone who feels stuck in a rut for motivation, check out these guided planners and journals for personal success, motivation, and mental health. To start Balanced Mind, a guided planner for the overly ambitious, under-motivated and anyone in between, is a 52-week planner that walks you through a healthy approach towards organizing and prioritizing your goals. It has an excellent format for ensuring that health remains a manageable focus too. Also, if you're an artist, creative or entrepreneur, the guided journal, my terribly great das, the inspirational journal of five ideas a day inspired by Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret, will help you organize and stick to creativity by sticking to these five ideas a day for 90 days. You end up coming up with 450 ideas. One of those ideas will strike gold for sure. I'll provide the links in the show notes for these journals. If you like what you see, be sure to subscribe to the author's email list to stay up to date on her new projects coming soon.